and let your spirit be with us now. Oh, yeah, yeah. saving power. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Let every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Let your spirit grow with you. Thy spirit. 
attend my cry. We begin our reading with verse 25. While y'all are looking, I'm glad to see (laughs) y'all. These last three Sundays, you all have heard some powerful, powerful preaching. Preaching the roof off of this place. And I thought I'd better come back in off vacation so we all wouldn't get out of hand. <laughs> amen, amen. And to just let you know that I, 
I, I, I, I'm doing what I can do, but <laughs> I thank God for what he is doing now. I thank God for, I thank God for these young preachers that I, I do. I just bless the Lord. Amen. But I thought I'd better stop in. <laughs> Amen. Amen. From the book of Acts, chapter 11. Begin reading at verse 25. These words you find there. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Amen. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Just for a few minutes, I want to talk from this subject. What is a Christian? What is a Christian? It was our parents in our house. It was our parents that introduced us to Jesus. I still hear them. I still hear them as a child teaching us, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. It was our parents that introduced us to the Bible and told us the Bible was all about the love of Jesus. It was our parents that carried us to Sunday school, and carried us to church, made sure that we knew not only Jesus, but we knew Pastor Huff. We, we knew our pastor. Our parents did all of that. But then it was Pastor Huff who explained to us what it meant to be saved. It was Pastor Huff that explained to us what it meant to give your life to Jesus. It was Reverend Huff who, who led me to Christ. It was Reverend Huff who baptized me at the age of five years old. And from that age, from that age, I was taught by my parents that I was a Christian. That I was a Christian. That I, yeah, they, they told me I had to live like a Christian. That because I had turned my life over to Jesus, I had to walk in a way and I had to try to represent Jesus in everything that I did. Yeah, 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 that's 
I was young. I was young. But even then, I was serious. I was careful not to mistreat anybody. I was quick to share whatever I had. I learned early to do unto others as I wanted them to do unto me. I was really, as a child, trying to give this thing a shot. I was really, as a child, trying to do my best to be a Christian. But then, when I was 10, Pastor Huff left. Except for another church. I didn't understand none of that. I didn't understand that we had a new pastor. New pastor's name was Marion Rufus Dinkins, M.R. Dinkins. And I miss Pastor Huff, but it didn't take me long to learn how to love Reverend Dinkins. That was one thing about Reverend Dinkins that confused me. And the thing that confused me is whenever he would get through preaching, his favorite song that he would sing every Sunday after he got through preaching said, Lord, I want to be a Christian. In my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. That sort of troubled me. I finally had a conversation with Mama and expressed my thought. Mama, how can he preach about Jesus? And people come and accept Jesus if he's not already a Christian. Why is he singing, I want to be? Are y'all hearing this? I want to be a Christian. Mama, as best as she could, explained to me in her own words, the best she could, how salvation works. It was sort of like this, sort of like this. She said, son, it's a process. It's a process. Yeah, you remember singing at Bible school, read your Bible, pray every day. You will grow grow. It's a process. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are saved from sin. She says, son, that means that if you die, you'll go to heaven. But the other part of it, son, you got to understand, is as long as you live, you're striving to become more and more like Jesus. Amen. Are y'all hearing this? But then she said, but when you die, because you are a Christian, when you die, you will live forever and never have to worry about sin anymore. Are y'all hearing this? Now, now, now that, was, that was way then. Now, I've had a few courses since then. And now I learned what mama was talking about was a doctrine of yeah, regeneration. That, 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 yeah, I learned now what, what to call it. They call it regeneration that delivers me 
from the penalty of sin. Well, yeah, I, learned, I learned a little bit now. I, yeah, yeah, regeneration delivers me when I accepted him. That delivers me from the penalty of sin. And then she, she, she didn't use the word, but it's sanctification. Are y'all hearing me? That removes me, yeah, yeah, from the power of sin. Yeah, that, that means that every day I'm getting a little better. Every day I'm striving to be more and more. That's sanctification. But, but then, yeah, what she was talking about, she didn't use the word, but the last step, glorification. That means ultimately the Lord will take me away from the very presence of sin. I won't even have to deal. Are y'all hearing me? He'll carry me to a place where there is no more. Yes, Reverend Dinkins was a Christian. But God was not through with him yet. And don't look at me. He's not through with you yet. Are y'all hearing me? He, he's not through with any of us yet. That, that is, that is, the moment you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you become a follower of Christ. You become a Christian. But you spend the rest of your life trying to become more and more like him. Are y'all hearing this? She said, Richard, you, you are 10 now. You are 10 right now. And right now, it comes easy to you. Right now, it comes easy. But, yeah, but the older you get, I wonder if I got a witness in here. Right now, it comes easy to you. But the older you get, the more you will understand the challenge of trying to live for Jesus. That's why I thank God for these young people that that have accepted Christ and that were being baptized today. I, I thank God for them. I thank God for them giving their lives to them while they are young. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. It said, remember the creator in the days of your youth. Before the evil days come, and you know the evil days will come. Remember him in the days of your youth before the evil days come. And before years overtake you. It was about that time that she taught me and my brothers a song that said, I want to be more like Jesus every day. Here I am, 65 years later, and I got it now. I understand the challenge of trying to live for Jesus. I understand how this world will treat you if you decide to really live for Jesus. I understand the writings of St. Paul when it says, when I want to do good, evil is always present. The good I want to do, I don't do it, but the bad things I don't want to do, I end up, I understand that now. Are y'all hearing this? But just like I was confused then by the word Christian. People throughout the ages have struggled with this word. Just what does it mean? Just what does it mean? Where did it come from? Come, come, come with me. 
Let's go to the text. And just for the sake of review, just for the sake of review, you know, we've been in this book of Acts now for a while. You remember the church is beginning and how the church was under attack. You remember starting with the stoning of Stephen, we see the persecution of the church and we see the movement scattered out of Jerusalem and going out into the whole region. We, we've seen the church's greatest opponents. We've seen people opposing this movement called the church. You remember the greatest opponent was one by the name of Saul. Y'all remember him? Saul, yeah, the one that was going to destroy the church, but got, got, got converted on the Damascus Road and, and then spent the rest of his life trying to build up what it was he was trying to destroy because of his strong conviction and his message concerning Jesus Christ. Follow it down. You, you fill in the blank. So you got to read this when you get home. Because of his conviction and his message concerning Jesus Christ, his life was threatened in Damascus. Yes. Chapter 9, 24. He had to run for his life. They let him down in a basket. Yes. He is a man who was persecuting the church, and now he's about to lose his life for preaching Jesus. While this was a period of persecution of the church, it was also a time that the church saw great growth. Are y'all hearing me? Because when you read it, they were persecuting Christians, but the Bible says that the church scattered. That, that meant that the message of Jesus Christ began to scatter all over the region. One small band of believers that were running for their lives found their way to the city of Antioch. Running for their lives, but they found their way. They, they were running away from Jerusalem, scattering, but they, a group of them found their way to Antioch. Of all the places in the world for a Christian, for a child of God to show up, they showed you have to know where Antioch is. They show up at Antioch. Antioch was the place where everybody met. It was the place where all cultures and all religions came together, worshiping any and everything. Antioch was the place. Antioch was to Rome what New York is to the United States. Are y'all hearing me? Antioch was the center of everything. In and everything went on, went on in Antioch. Even the Bible, even in Bible times, just to show you where Antioch was, and it was such a progressive place. Even in Bible times, they had paved streets and street lights. And are y'all hearing me? But this little band of believers running from persecution on the run showed up in metropolitan Antioch. They showed up with a message of Jesus Christ. And, and the beauty of this little group of folk, they were not at all intimidated by what was going on in Antioch. They had the word of God on their lips. Verse 21 says that the hand of the Lord was on them. Right. Note now, note now, note now. 
There's no record that they were organized and no record that they had a name. They wasn't Salem Baptist. They wasn't first. They didn't have, they, 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 there's no record that they were organized at all. No record of any pastor, of any church officers. We don't even know the, the names of these folk. But what we do know is that because of their testimony, because of God's anointing was so strong upon them, verse 21 says that because of that, a great number of people in Antioch believed. A great number of folk in Antioch, in this great city of Antioch, some people's lives were turning around and they believed and turned to the Lord. Are y'all following me? So much so, so much so that the apostles in Jerusalem, when they heard about what was going on in, in, in Antioch, they, they sent Barnabas out. And y'all need to check on this, this guy Barnabas. He was somebody. Yes, this, this guy Barnabas, he, he all, all throughout, you find him doing stuff. You find he shows up in key, li- key, key places in the life of the church. He ain't, ain't really got a big name, but he was always doing something. He was always encouraging, always trying to fix stuff. So he keeps showing up. And after... They sent Barnabas, go out there in Antioch and see what's going on. And so he went out there and after he observed for a while, watched what was going on in Antioch for a while, he set out to find, he said, what they need is a leader. What they need is a pastor. And so, so he remembered this young man that started out as an enemy of the church. Y'all ain't hearing me. He remembered this young man on the Damascus Road that, that, that had been turned around and had been prepared to preach to the folk of Antioch. So the Bible says he went to Tarshish to find Paul. Went to Tarshish to find the other name Saul. He went looking for him and he found him. And according to verse 26, when he found him, brought him to Antioch, They spent the next year teaching and preaching the people about Jesus. I'm going somewhere. These people were so strong in that conviction. This little group of folk, they were so strong in that conviction, so committed to the ways of Christ, Jesus, that that the people of Antioch, they, they, they were so strong and so convicted, the people of Antioch gave them a nickname. And the nickname that they gave them, they called them Christians. Y'all hearing this? As a matter of fact, the text says that this was the first time that the followers of Jesus were called Christians. Well, just exactly what did they mean? What were they talking about? What, What did that mean? Well, I'll tell you right off that it was not a term of endearment. Let, let me tell you right off. It was not an honor. It, it was not a term of honor. Matter of fact, it was actually meant as sort of a put down. 
Christians, Christians. They, they were really sort of making fun of them. Making fun, making light of them when they called them Christians. So what does that mean? What does it mean? Well, let's just examine, go back. Christian, Christian, Christian. Well, the Latin suffix for that I-A-N means belonging to the party of. So when you take that and add it to Christ, it means belonging to the party of Christ. <laughs> Any Christians in the house? Belonging to the party of Christ. So, when people ask me, about my party affiliation. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm quick to let them know that I am a Christian. I am part of the party of Christ. And what everybody needs to understand is I cannot get so caught up in any political party that I can't speak truth to them about Christ. And we all have to be careful. We all have to be careful right now and pray for discernment because everybody right now wants to be identified with Christians. Y'all ain't hearing me. They want to be identified with Christians. They just don't necessarily want to be. Y'all ain't hearing me. They, they, they want to invite you to their functions. They want to take pictures with you. Are y'all hearing me? But they have no interest in following your example of Jesus. They want to take photos holding the Bible. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. They want to take photos holding the Bible but have absolutely no intention of doing anything the Bible says. That is an all-out attempt to hijack the name and redefine it so that everybody can fit in. Y'all ain't hearing this. You hear things, crazy stuff like Christian right, Christian left, conservative Christian, and liberal. Are y'all hearing me? Rather than a desire to shape ourselves after his image, there are those who are trying to take Jesus and reshape him after their image. What's wrong with just being a Christian? Now here, here here's the problem. Here's the problem. You see, if I'm on the Christian right, 
I've got to hate sin. And I also got to hate the sinner. <laughs> but if I'm on the Christian left, I've got to embrace sin. But I also got to embrace the sinner. Are y'all hearing me? But as a Christian, I am compelled to hate sin. Y'all ain't hearing me. And at the same time, love. Y'all ain't hearing me. At the same time, love the sinner. So, people struggled in with using the term. They, they struggle with using the term, I'm a Christian, because when I say that, I set myself up to be examined. When I say I'm a Christian, I set myself up to be examined with Jesus as the standard. And I go ahead and tell you, let me go ahead and tell you right now, Jesus is the standard. And if Jesus is the standard, let me go ahead and tell you, in case you don't already know it, all of us come short. <laughs> me, you, everybody, are y'all hearing me? If Jesus is the standard, we all, come, all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. But... What, 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 what it does for me is it frees me from the burden of trying to figure out where I stand on certain issues. Are y'all hearing me? I don't have a burden of trying to figure out where I stand on this. The problem is that I'm having problems yeah, yeah and, and one of the reasons I'm having problems with, with so many leaders in our nation right now is most of them claim to be Christian and they can't agree on nothing. How can you be a Christian and can't agree on whether or not you ought to feed hungry folk? can you be a Christian and have no concern for the homeless? How can you be a Christian and can't agree on whether or not people need health care? Well, my brothers and my sisters, I, I, I may have to struggle sometimes with my with my humanity. I have to struggle just like everybody else with my humanity, just like everybody else. But, 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 but one thing that I'm never confused about, and that is this, the Bible is right. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, I, 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 I get off track just like everybody else sometimes. I struggle. But one thing we got to agree on, the Bible is right. Somebody sung a song said, the Bible is right. Something else must be wrong. So I close. I close. And I'm right back to what mama taught me. It, it was another word she called striving. Don't use that word much now, but a, a word called striving. 
So, so now you can see it. Now you can see it. I am a Christian because I've been born again. Because I believe that Jesus paid the price for my sins on the cross at Calvary. I believe he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And I believe he got up from the grave early Sunday morning. Are y'all hearing me? I'm a Christian. That's regeneration. I believe that. But although I've been born again, God is not through with me yet. I wouldn't have forgotten the witnesses in the house. I'm born again, but God is not through with me yet. He's still working on me, molding me and making me after his will. I am a work in progress. I am becoming a Christian. So I am a Christian. And at the same time, I am becoming a Christian. Are y'all hearing me? I'm becoming the one that he wants me to be. That's called sanctification. But then, one of these days, <laughs> y'all missed a shout right there. One of these, one of these days, when it's all over down here, I'll be home with him. I'll be one with him. I'll be just like him. I will be. Y'all ain't hearing me. I will be. That, that's what we call glorification. So here it is. My brothers and my sisters in a nutshell, somewhere in our past, y'all ain't hearing me, somewhere in our past, if you came along when I came along, somewhere we used to sing a song that says, I want to live so God can use me anywhere and anytime. I want to sing so God can use me anywhere and anytime I want to talk so God can use me anywhere and anytime. Oh, now when I look back on it, didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. Reverend Dinkins was right. Lord. I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart, in my heart. Yeah. As I journey through this land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary through the crimson floor, many arrows pierce my soul from without and within, but my Lord, he leads me on, and through him I will win. Oh! I want to see him look upon his face there to sing forever. Yes, all his saving grace. Lord, I want 
<laughs> we don't sing that anymore. Lord, I, I want to be a Christian in my heart. In my heart. How many of y'all remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless you. In my heart. Lord, I want. Lord, I want to be a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yes. In my heart. Come on, y'all. Lord, I want to be a Christian. In my heart. In my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart. Come on, y'all. In my heart. my heart in my heart Lord I want to be like Jesus in my heart in my
give you this opportunity. Some of you have not made this move because you thought you couldn't live up to it. Some of you have not made this move because somebody taught you wrong. And somehow you equated Christianity with perfection. I want you to know it ain't all of that. I want you to know that because of what Jesus did. I'm not a Christian because of anything I did. I'm a Christian because of what he did. And because I accept it. And I believe what he did. And today, forget about, forget about trying to come perfect. Forget about trying to, trying to live up to, you just give your life to him. He's already paid the price. Jesus paid it all. So if you're here today, if I were you, I wouldn't put it off another minute. If I were you, if I were you, I would not put it off another moment. If you're here, Jesus, keep me near the cross. They're a precious fountain. It's time for self-examination now. You come in and left. You've come in and left and never really dealt with this issue. But I need to let you know that you, you need to deal with this today. Either you will accept him or you will reject him today. Either you have accepted him as Lord and Savior of your life or you're going to walk out of here again rejecting him. I, I want to give you a chance now that you understand to come and receive him as Lord and Savior. If, you, uh, if you're here, just come this way. Just come this way. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Y'all just bring me a chair or two out here. We gonna, somebody's trying to make up their minds. Put it off long enough. Yeah. Somebody ought to be moving. Come now, come now. Somebody ought to be moving. Me near the cross. While you have time, come on. one moment I just want you to put yourself in a position to hear his voice now show you how Satan works Satan is saying to you right now 
I know you want to go, just not today. I know you need to go. I know you. I know. I know you're going to do this. I know it's going to do. But he's saying, just wait. This ain't a good day. What he's not going to tell you is, tomorrow is not promised. What he's not going to tell you is this may be your last chance. So right now, while the blood is running warm in your veins, if you don't want to walk by yourself, just touch somebody beside you and say, come walk with me. Somebody ought to be moving. Come on. thank God that we're faithful in Christ not because of ourselves but all because of what we've done at Antioch they were picking at us but you ought to thank God for your badge as a Christian amen give God some praise amen give God some praise amen our sister has come today and we never say farewell uh, but she has decided to move back to where she came from to New Orleans <laughs> uh, she's been with us now for a long time 
spent a lot of years with us, and we hate to see her go. And I've said to her, just like you've been burning the road up, going over there, once you get there, I'm looking for you to burn the road up, <laughs> coming back over here to see us. And we just thank God for you. You got anything you want to say to your family before we pray? I thank God for this opportunity to um, be here this morning. This is a really bittersweet thing for me. I made this decision five years ago when Dad went home, and um, I fought with it. But I'm getting older, and I have no family here. And I want to be with, closer to my brother, my only brother. And everybody know me, know I love Junior. Um, but I thank God for the love that I have received here at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. I will always be a Salemite. I will always love you. I have family here. Oh, God. Y'all know Pastor Hayes always tell me, everybody is a part of your family. You're a part of everybody's family. But I just thank God for everyone. I don't want to call out any names. Uh, Pastor Hanks, you know I love you and Miss Bev. Um, I don't want to call out any names because I'll get in trouble today. But y'all know who you are, and I love you dearly, and I will always be a part of this fellowship and family. Thank you for the love you've given me and Daddy when he was alive. But I love you all. And just continue to pray my strength in the Lord that I will continue to do the will of God and continue to love him because he has done great things for me in my life. And I love you all so very much with all my heart. Let us pray. Lord, you told your own disciples, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. You told us that you go to prepare a place for us, that where you are, we may be also. So we come to know, Lord, that in the family of faith, there is never goodbye. It's just we'll see you in the morning. Lord, we thank you for our sister. We thank you for her faithful love and commitment to the local body of Christ. We thank you for all that she ever did. We thank you for when her hands worked the spindle. When she worked with the members of this very church when she saw them go home to be with the Lord when she took meals to them Lord we thank you and Lord now we ask that that she leave this place that you be a guide and strength as she leave she's not leaving us she's just leaving this place 
Lord, she will always be with us in our hearts, in our minds, in our soul. Lord, we thank you for all that you have ever done in the midst. We thank you for when she got here and all who came with her as a result of what happened, Lord, but it made us better. It made us love more, give more. Lord, now we ask you, be a shield all about when she's down, lift up her head. For we know salvation belongs to our God. Lord, this is our prayer. We pray it in Jesus' mighty and matchless name. Amen. 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 at your name say you are important to me I need you to survive amen 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 we definitely need one another Lord we thank you for our sister Brenda we thank you and ask give her traveling mercy and grace as she go back home. I just want to thank God for all of you um, in the body of Christ. Thank God for Salem Church. Thank God for your giving. Thank God um, for continually being stewards over God's house and over God's ministry. Uh, everybody glad to see Pastor Haynes? Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I told you he was all right. He was somewhere fishing, so I tell you, he was all right. He was all right. I want to thank God again for our, for our veterans. Give God praise for our veterans. Oh, amen. That's all right. Oh, beautiful. For heroes proved in liberating strife, who more than else their country love and mercy more than life. America, America, may God thy gold refine more than less be noblest and every gain divine amen amen thank god for you and thank god for your service i want to thank god uh, as we uh, leave those to my left and to your right if you would leave out the double doors thank you again for staying safe and being safe uh, to my right and your left if you would single file out the single door if you have gifts to give receptacles are there I want to thank God again for the lives of those who have come in baptism. Give God praise for these who identify as Christians. Amen, 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 amen. Just grateful to God, if you will. Let me just ask that you all will just remember uh, Sister Haynes in prayer. You all 
been around here for a minute, you know that normally during month, the month of November, I always try to give her a break and try to take her away. And uh, so we, we, we started. I'd just been away so long, I just wanted to come back today. But I need you to pray with her. I think we might have just overdid it just a little bit uh, this week. She's, so she's not 100 today. So I just need you all just to pray for her and keep her lifted, keep her lifted in prayer. Our traveling now is so different now because we have to arrange for her treatments wherever we go and make sure that everything goes on and sort of wears out a little bit. Uh, so I just need you all just to call Beverly's name. Call her name in, in prayer that God will just do what God does and that he's going to get her right back up and we're going to get right back on the road. Amen. Amen. Are my nieces back there? Okay, maybe I'm not looking at him. If, if if that's, is that my niece? If it is you, okay, yeah, got your mask on. Amen. Bless the Lord. So good to see you in the Amen. 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 also want to be in prayer with those in our family who have dealt with bereavement, Sister Latavia Woodard and family, and also the Norman family. Continue to pray that God be a strength in this time of bereavement. If you would, rest on our feet. God be with us. before his exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority may it be now both hence and forevermore and the people of God say Amen several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. 
by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.